one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. I haven't seen a lot of fly-tipping lately, which I'm very pleased about. Have you not? No. Not as much as normal. A couple of toilets, um, you know, just the full pan, <laughs> just sat there, which yeah. is ironic because I pull into said gateway usually for a, a quality uh, piss vista. And it's interrupted by a sort of toilet that's been wrenched out of a a renovation house and then just thrown over a gate. I kind of yeah. feel sorry for the, 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 the abandoned toilet. Does it quite make sense? Yeah, um, and I also feel sorry for the person who's got to eventually clear it up. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's a horrible... Some, something, it's unsavoury, isn't it, having to handle a used lavatory? Well, it's unsavoury having to handle someone's, like you say, tipped rubbish, which I just think is... Yeah. My, my brother thinks it's 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 very low in the sort of food chain of crimes, uh, as in it stoops very low. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not down with it at all. It's, uh, it's casually twatty, isn't it? It's just... Uh... Yeah, I think if I, if I witnessed it happening, I don't know if any, anyone else would do this, but I would intervene. Would you? Hmm... I think I would assess the situation very carefully because I think if your moral compass allows you to fly tip, yeah, it might also allow you to have at someone with a claw hammer. You reckon? If they if they called you out on your fly tipping, I don't know. It's just a hunch that I've got. I would size up a number of factors, starting with the van. Well, if like, it looks like it's generally disregarded and it's living yeah. a, living a horrible life. Yeah. Okay, how about this then? You'd pull up, you'd wind the window down, but you've already got the car in launch control. So you can say your piece and then you just left foot off the brake and let the thing launch into orbit. Obviously, that's assuming you've got a straight bit of road. If you're on a hairpin right and you do that, you'll become YouTube clickbait. (laughs) (laughs) Like like that guy with the Porsche Taycan that just ended up sort of... I don't know, supermaning it off his own front garden, which I still don't understand how he did it or she did it. But that's yeah, that's weird. That's not even launch control. It's con- launch control. It's just is sort it? of that's slippery just, throttle just, syndrome. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I think this has been documented though that sometimes when people accidentally clog it, yeah, there's a sort of um, what would you call it? Like a kind of target fixation thing where they become incapable of lifting off. It's almost like they just... Oh, well, like you're being electrocuted and you can't let go of the fence. Yeah, which is the one... Is it DC that you can't let go of? Yes, I think so, which is the more dangerous one, isn't it? Yeah, and it's the one where in the pits at Formula E races, they have a man with a big hook. They have the shepherd's crook, which is made of nylon. shepherd's crook, yeah. That's right, the nylon crook warrior, yeah. It's quite sobering sight. <laughs> it's you, horrible. When you find out what it's for. Um, so, yeah, that's There's a lot of those hanging you. around Rimac. When I did a, a, a factory tour of Rimac... Was um, there? Yeah, there was a lot of shepherd's crooks on the wall, yeah. Ooh. Well, they're being vigilant, Gee. aren't they? Yeah, oh, fair play, yes. I mean, Rimac... They're not mucking about with the old electricity and that. Oh, no, yeah, so no, no, it's DC, no. isn't it? So you, it, you, you touch it and then it locks you to the thing that is then oh, it's awful. frying you. It's awful. It's not a nice thing. Awful. So you have to be yanked off. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I see, I knew. I knew. I was like, oh, he hasn't giggled when I said yanked off. But then, <laughs> I did. <laughs> you know, you have. Um, <laughs> anyway, so guess what I did over Jubilee weekend? Uh, moved house. No, I did that last... That was the week uh, before, was it? Well, I did that... Yeah, I've done that. So we've been here a few days now. This is the first podcast that I'm recording in my new uh, shed at the end of my garden. Have you got a garden shed, shed thing? Shed, shed slash office, yeah. Schloffers. It's, uh, 
it's it's a it's weird because it's still full of things that the previous owner couldn't be asked to take away. Ah, oh, what have you got? Have you got anything some, good? Well, there's a sofa in here, a small white stained sofa that we did not ask him to leave, and <laughs> there's a printer, but like quite a big printer, like a sort of I'm going to say an early 2000s printer. What like a again, like an A1 size, A2, like a big plotter uh, thing. No, just like a just a printer. It's an Epsom, if you're interested. I'm looking at it now, but I just went, I don't want that. And a light. There's a light in the corner, some kind of like It's quite. It looks quite cool, but when I Does went it? to turn it on, I turned it on, and I went, oh, it works. That's quite cool. We've got, I've got a light in here. And then I tried to move it, and it shorted all the electrics out in the building. <laughs> so that's going to the tip. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't, but, um, laugh. I shouldn't laugh. No, I know. <laughs> I've got some worries about the electrics in this house. We've had them checked out, but I've got some worries that there's... There's shenanigans. Do you have a professionally um, MOT'd the house before yeah, you bought we did. it? Do you have an HPI yeah, check, yeah. check if it had been stolen? Had it HPI'd. And, Can you do that uh, with houses? Yeah. I mean, like, does anybody try and pretend it's yours and uh, sell a house that's not really theirs? I'm sure it goes on. Must do. Wasn't there a case? I don't know where I heard this on another podcast or on a radio thing where there was a guy who went away and when he came back, someone else was living in his house. And what? somebody had... Yeah, he went away for an extended period of time. And when he came back, someone had broken into his house and and then sold it. But which shouldn't be possible surely because you think that, you know, there's sort of legally you have all these kind of deeds and documentation. Of course. They just flogged his house to some other person. I mean, I'm impressed because it's such an audacious thing to do. But I don't know how you do it. I just don't know. Oh, anyway, so uh, what I did yeah. over Jubilee weekend was I went to a garden centre. Oh, let amazing. Let me ask you this. Amazing. Do you like the smell of a garden centre? Love them. Mm. I love garden centres. I did work at one briefly when I was 16, yeah, before I could drive. And, did uh, you? Yeah, and I really enjoyed oh. it. Yeah, I got promoted to the aquatics pl- pond and aquatics section. I was well into it. I spent most of my, <laughs> I spent almost everything that I earned straight back into the pond and aquarium section. So, I was a bit is like where... like a drug dealer that also is a taker. <laughs> and it hasn't worked out that of, it's not a business that way. One of those old school landlords who just stands in the open flap of the bar drinking pints all night, and you kind of go. There's a reason you're so ruddy-faced and fat, and it's this. <laughs> and slash poor. Yeah, yeah. it's exactly that. Oh, I can't understand well, why no, I'm not making money. You seem to be you go to the brewery and go, yeah, a lot of wastage again on those barrels. Really? What's the Cyril? Or did you just drink it all? <laughs> um, so, yes, what was I saying? Oh, oh, well, no, is this where your enthusiasm for fish comes from? From yeah. working in a fish section? Well, I was into fish before, so I sort of engineered it so that I might work in a department so that I could fulfil my passion even further, but also get staff discount, of which I got a staff discount on 25% off everything. So when I came to upgrade the aquarium, the aquatic situation, naturally... I could wade in quite hard with me twenty five percent off, and uh, and so I did, Richard. That's what I. Is this did. off everything or just fish? Um, yeah, I mean, like my mum got wind of the discount and sort of <laughs> <laughs> Christmas time things like that. She would go, "Oh, is it all right if you come round with me when I come in and I'll and stick it on your card?" So yeah, we used did to. She do that. sidle up to you in the kitchen one day and go, uh, "Jonathan." Word on the street is you're getting a sweet two five PC off the uh, the garden centre shizzle. Oh, on that. Okay, she was well, well in the uh, oh. no tea tonight. Yeah, she was actually. I think I moved. Yeah, after that job, I moved on to working in Safeway, the artist formerly known as, uh, mm. which is now known as Morrison's, I think. But yeah, um, I worked in Safeway and I got a, I got a twenty percent staff discount card there on all your grocery shopping. So that. When you're a teenager, that amounts to quite a lot of food. Family of four. Yeah, two, it does. Two. So my mum absolutely loved the fact that I had that job. And I despised that job. I just did it as a, as a means to an end. I just it had to pay my insurance. 
and um, the general running costs of a classic vehicle. Yeah. And that's all it was there for. She didn't creep up to you one day and just go, right, Johnny, could you quit Safeway and could you go and get a job at the local Renault garage because your dad and I fancy him again and we're not paying lists. No frigging way. I would love, I'd love to have worked for a car. Well, I... I have got a discount off my for my father, my late father-in-law, and my my stepmother-in-law. I I did get them a discount off a of Ford, off of a Folds, off, oh, of, off, of, 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 a Folds. off of a Folds. I did get them, but they wanted to buy a brand new Folds, and uh, I yeah. did manage to get them a discount. And I didn't play it dirty; it was a, it was straight play. <laughs> and they got themselves a couple of extras fucking thrown in and all that. They got themselves a tow. I love it. Is it called a towing system or a tow pack? It's not called a tow bar. No one in the, the automotive industry calls tow bars tow bars anymore. It's a towing system or a pack. Yeah. A additional wheel device towing <laughs> solution. <laughs> Whatever. The point is, is they wanted that. And there was one other extra, I think, and I can't remember. It was something quite dull, like, I, I don't know, Ford in, in, um, embossed rubber mats, over mats. You can always tell oh. a sign of a worshipped car. There's at least two over mats. I've, I've actually bought a car before that had three over mats. That's like three duvets on a bed. But also, that's the point where then your feet are slightly too high. Yeah, the pedal box is lost. It's going to suddenly turn like a, a Fiesta. We'll, we'll suddenly have the... The, the sitting position of at least a 911, possibly even a Testarossa, because your feet are <laughs> going to be so elevated, particularly as a passenger. Even, but even as a driver, you're going to be like, oh, the pedals feel like they're below my feet because of of this thick, thick carpeting. That's oh, in so this thick. Car. And, Weird. And also you never get full throttle again because it pads out well, from behind the throttle, right? Your, your mat positioning is going to be quite crucial here. I mean, with three mats, if they're, if they're all beneath the pedals, you'll never get more than a quarter throttle. No, no. <laughs> or so or the a car's a break. You've protected the carpet at the detriment of the fact that you've lost 60% of your power <laughs> and you didn't even okay. realise. You simply cannot do hill starts because, A, the clutch isn't engaging properly. You are smearing that so badly. <laughs> you can't fully engage the brakes. So no, you can, it's no. on the handbrake. That's okay. But You're you tweaking it on the H brake. Yeah, that's right. We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> I did it with you in the car. Do you remember that Polsky Fiat that I had, where I had brake yes. failure coming down the hill? I had to tweak the H brake. You just just casually. Ooh, now there's a funny oh, thing. Um, talking as I was about going to the garden centre uh, yeah. over Jubilee weekend because you know it's what Her Majesty would have wanted, and um, it's the Queen's Jubilees. In the Queen's Jubilee. So I went to a garden centre that's in the um, near where I now live, and there was a Fiat 126 in the car park. Was there? And I was going to take a picture of it, but it was sort of across the other side of the car park where there's a there's another business. Yeah. And it would have it would have been a shit photo, and I, I was in a bit of a hurry, so I, I couldn't <laughs> didn't have time to walk. You're not across. selling it to me. I know. Sorry, I'm just making pathetic excuses. Is it? Would would could you have taken one of those full zoom lens? My daughter does this. Instead of walking closer to a thing, she'll yeah. just zoom in more on the camera, and it's just grainy, yeah. and it looks like a, a CCTV screenshot. Yeah. <laughs> and I say that's just a photo that no one's ever going to look at again. It's a stupid idea. Just go closer, frame it properly for crying. Well, we're all it. carrying around thousands of photos we'll never look again. Uh, again, are we? That's the whole point of you know having a camera phone. It's just you're digitally. Imagine if they were printed out photos. Everybody yeah. would be carting around one of those enormous translucent plastic <laughs> moving boxes full of like pronto print envelopes. And you go, what's in all that? I don't know. Oh, this one I took accidentally when I was trying to turn on the torch. This oh, yeah. one... Yeah. Uh, I did a oh, selfie yeah, when I, I was in the toilet. <laughs> I yeah. thought I saw a kestrel, uh, <laughs> but I can't remember. It's actually just, no, you can see a bit of tree. Yeah, I should delete that, I suppose. I saw a kestrel um, a couple of days ago when I was in North Wales. Did you? I was, fil- I was filming there, and then I took a, a day and a half off to see my old friend, uh, Nick. Yeah, I did. I saw a kestrel. I climbed a mountain as well. Um, just thought Which I'd go for, 
Uh, it's called Elephant Mountain, but I don't. Oh. Apparently, it looks like an elephant hunched over, but I don't believe that because I stared at it for a while and went, "I don't know." It's just a completely made up term. This is in North Wales. North Wales, not far from Snowdonia, and there's folklore attached to the mountain. That apparently, it's something to do with Paul. It's the mountain of Paul. It's also na- or there's common land in front of it that's named after a man called Paul who tried to marry a farmer's daughter the farmer denied in marriage and after him pleading with him he said I will let you marry my daughter on one proviso you climb this mountain naked and you survive the whole night <laughs> naked and if you're still alive in the morning you can marry my daughter I'm not making this shit up Richard this is it's, there's an information sheet about it and, um, <laughs> and sure enough he survived this only happened night. like in the 90s was this yeah like, this, this happened this six happened years ago yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he survived he survived by keeping his by keeping his body temperature higher by striking time after time a hammer onto a log no that's not a thing that's it's, gonna happen it, that's a thing it's a thing no. i've done it before when i've gone on a camping trip and i haven't bought enough bedding yeah i've done just it just hit a log yeah. hit a log time and time again but with no clothes on um gets the locals mm. talking um, keeps you alive. There's just so many benefits. Get a get a mountain named after you. Yeah, yeah. there's Worth no it. there's no Johnny sort Mountain, of. is there? Johnny Hill, whatever. Well, not that we know of, but no. um, yeah. Anyway, so, so yeah. Uh, so I went to the garden centre. I saw a Fiat One Two Six across the other side of the car park. Too in a hurry slash lazy to go across and take a proper picture of it. So I just didn't take a picture at all. Went into the garden centre. I thought I haven't been to a garden centre for as long as I can remember which is I just haven't I just, I, I've had no cause for it and I thought as I walked in hmm I'm going to get hit by the smell in a second and I do like that garden centre smell yeah it wasn't there it wasn't. it wasn't no because this place is quite a lot of it is outside but then sort of covered you know it's got so it's got oh. open-sided thing. And I think that allows the smell to escape. And there's only one indoor bit. And the smell just wasn't... It wasn't there. What and do you need, though, in order to create this, uh, the smell? You need... Um, let's think what you need. You need some pet, pet feed. Yeah. Plants. Potting um, compost. Potting compost. You definitely need a scented candle section. It's usually Yankee Candle, because they seem yeah. to have cornered the market. Um, And then you've got, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, be sawdust. There's some sawdust somewhere. Yes, there's definitely sawdust in the mix. Yeah. Mm. And I think maybe uh, sort of you're getting some sort of synthetic notes as well from like astroturfy things. Oh, yes. There is some sympathetic synthetic (laughs) stuff. Absolutely. (laughs) I used to love what I like about garden centres. Yeah. Did you come home and did your clothes smell of it? Yeah, they did. Yeah, mm. which is better because it than feels like own. it'd be quite a pervasive smell. It's a bit like my wife has said before that if she was she went on a long journey with someone once in their car and they said he didn't have bo, but he didn't smell of anything to the point which that roused suspicion on her part of like is he a clean person or not. Because there was mm. no deodorant smell, no aftershave smell. Just it was so neutral that it was almost a little bit disconcerting. And that, yeah, and that's made me think to myself. Well, I know what I do now. If I'm in any doubt, I, I, I go straight into the glove box and I just I, I just drizzle a little bit of brute on the wrists, wipe them together, or wipe them down the side <laughs> bolsters of the seat, and like then a pungent <laughs> grasshopper. Well, you've just bought a new house and moved in. Did the house smell, obviously it will have smelled uh, unfamiliar because you've mm. not been in there before. So mm. c- is the smell normal yet? Or do you need a, another week to bed it in a bit? Um, it's it's sort of getting there. Do you know what? It didn't smell. We came round here a few weeks ago to show our children our new house because we had struck up a rapport with the people who were selling it and they were like, yeah, come over, no worries at all, which is very nice of them. I think they were buttering us up so they could leave us an early 2000s print. <laughs> <one. laughs> um, so uh, when we came around, I was like, oh, there's definitely, there's a smell to this house. Not an unpleasant smell, just it's somebody else's smell. And I thought that's going to take some shifting. 
but no, it already feels like it's gone, but I'm not sure what's replacing it. Well, I'll tell you what's replacing it at the moment is our freaking dog who's rolled in fox poo in the local park oh. and absolutely stinks. Um, but the other parts of the house, they almost, they don't smell much of anything, which is a sort of a worry, but I suppose you don't know your own smell, do you? No, you don't quite know it. I'm but a I bit worried about like, it in yeah. cars when you, we've had this conversation before about being on an exceptionally long trip on your own, usually starting early. And you get to within, I don't know, a mile of your destination, you have a bit of a panic in case someone comes and sits in the car with you or something. You think, does it smell a bit guffy? Is it okay? Is it sort of stale or is it going to be fresh enough? So I do the, I do all four windows down. Yeah. Um, Drive for a while, get a little bit of a, you know, get some turbulence in the cabin. Just to, and it's a good time to sort of unsettle any dust on the dashboard if you've not cleaned it for a while. Uh, in fact, that's maybe what launch control is quite useful for. Windows down launch control, um, whilst disturbing the dust on all the hard surfaces. Is it like the equivalent of one of those very aggressive hand dryers for your interior? Yeah, yeah it is exactly like that. Which we now it's, know is what's the new leader of the pack is the Mitsubishi Jet Towel. Mitsubishi Jet Towel, yeah. Which if you look, we still is, get messages about that. <laughs> like people send us pictures. People have sent these pictures of Jet's toilet applications. It's great. And I've had a couple of Blue Zeus pictures. And you know what? This is not an invitation to stop. Please, if you see a Jet Towel and it tickles you and you think of us, then do send us the picture because I quite enjoy it. It's almost like it feels like we've just sent a little sort of brain worm out into the world and. It's it's a, a little thing that bonds. If you ever walk into a, a loo in an airport or somewhere, particularly abroad, because the jet towel seems to have got a good foothold in other countries, yeah. from what I gather. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you, you you happen upon a person, probably a man, I would say, given our demographic skew, then um, it, and they're taking a picture of a, of a hand dryer. It's almost like you go, you go, oh. Do you listen to Smith and Sniff? And then, you know, you may be made a new friend. Can you imagine? Maybe we should we should offer prizes to people that manage to put a Smith and Sniff sticker into a, a onto oh. a hand dryer or a public convenience. Yeah. We need to get some just little circular kind of guerrilla marketing stickers, don't we, that we could just give out to people. Maybe we should. Yeah, but obviously we, we can't we can't recommend that they guerrilla stick it on things no. like road signs or um, services, uh, motorway services, or I don't know, your next door neighbour's car who's th- yeah. th- ever look at the rest <laughs> yeah. of the windows. <laughs> Nigel Haver's back <laughs> trying to present a program about antique clocks. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. Serving suggestion, not saying you should do it. Absolutely not saying that. No, uh, no, well, no, no. We are uh, going to Goodwood later this month, aren't we? Mm. We, is it too is it too late to get some little stickers made up that we can just just carry a massive roll of them round? No, I think kind of bloke at a carnival with tickets. I think we could do that. We should do that, or we should uh, look like real low end of the food chain drug dealers, where you letting people have just a cheeky one, and it's just it's just it's just it's just fifty it's just fifty pence, you know, just fifty pence. Go on, have a go on that. Have a little tickle on that, mate. Go on, come back if you want more. Tell your friends. So you're just you're just starting out in the game, <laughs> you know. You just of course, I realise this could game. backfire because we'll never get. We're going to Goodwood to go and do some presenting for the Goodwood Channel. Yes, actual like work last year. Yeah, actual work. Uh, and then at the end of it, if if Lord Sir, what's he called now? The Earl of Lord March or something? <laughs> it's not the Earl of Lord. Would you be there? <laughs> Sir Earl March. In fact, it's not. Is it's, it's Richmond as well? For some inexplicable reason, it's completely Richmond. the Duke of. Is it the Duke? The Duke it's, of Richmond. Uh, the th- knee Lord March. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, it's nothing to do with those little party sausages uh, that you get. Or is it though? Is that why they went? Now you've you've achieved Duke <laughs> Dukeship. We've upgraded you from uh, Lordness. You, you get to choose where you want to be the Duke of, and he was just in his kitchen at the time, looking at his. He's got a secret addiction to those very spitty sausages. Spitty, they're really spitty, aren't they? They're just the spit. They're very, they're very. They're angry you know, when you, if you grill them. Yeah, 
Yeah. Squirty, squirty sausage. Oh, squirty. And he just looked down and he, before he could help himself, he just went, Richmond? Yeah, Richmond. Went, yeah, okay, it's fine. It's not it's not taken. You can he, have that. And he quickly drew a completely made up uh, crest of arms. Yeah. Just on a tea towel. Uh, you know, no, sorry, it's it's not a sausage. No, no, it's a, it's a, a one of those big things that it's a scimitar. ride it's a on behind a speed boat. It's a scimitar and... sword, yeah. <laughs> Sausage-shaped swords. <laughs> a pork sword, if you will. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Uh, yeah, he said, so, no, that's not what you think it is. No, it's not, no, I promise it's you. It's a, but, uh, it's a Palmer ham dagger. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Two more from them later. Um the yes, the phone call we don't want to get is from Sir Lord Duke March of Richmond saying, um, just clearing up the site after the Goodwood Festival of Speed, very successful weekend. Did you twats give out loads of stickers with your podcast on? Because <laughs> the place is covered in them, and some of them, they're in direct sunlight. They've gone really gummy and left residue on the oh, windows. awful. And on a lovely old bitzerini that I just I just had parked outside. Yeah, that's just been valued at four and a half mil. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so you're never coming back, except or we're not paying when you. you come back. Yeah, we're not paying you. And in fact, you are coming back next weekend with some white spirit and a load of kitchen roll. <laughs> I'd love to yeah. go around the Gilbert Estate with a, a, a big can of Terps and some kitchen roll. I think it'd be quite fun. Uh, Doing what? I Take, you're I, taking sticker residue off things that have just been... I don't know what I'd do. Hit it up. Uh, I think I'd probably just... I just give things... Because it makes things squeaky clean, doesn't it? Because it it really yeah I suppose but it's it's I always think it's also very pungent it leaves it leaves a lot of oh it evaporates doesn't it it'd be all right I suppose oh very much so very much so no I'd like to do that that'd be good I think that'd be fun looking what, forward would you to like that. to do it the weekend after the festival of speed just go and clean Goodwood with some terps yeah I would actually yeah but I'd like to have a think... tool belt with loads of different options for scrubbing brushes and. Cleaning things. In fact, I've never seen a car detailer, one of the professional car detailers. I've never seen one of them with a tool belt. I don't know whether it's because no. you might scratch a car. Scratching. That's what yeah, it is, it's isn't it? For scratching reasons, yeah. That's why they always, all the really good ones do it with not with just a body stocking on. They um, Yeah, they, or they wear a onesie, like one of those sort of furry onesies with a hood on. What, like with Homer Simpson kids. kind of stick, uh, not stickers. Uh, yeah, or like a dinosaur. It's got spines down the back. Soft spines, yes. Oh yeah, soft. Of course. Mm. In fact, you can in fact use them. Just that final bit of it's just a little bit of a bloom on one of the front wings of a yeah. you know a lovely old Ferrari two seven five GT. Just just uh, just rub your ass in your lovely oh, soft be nice, dinosaur onesie. Just takes that takes that bloom off it. Brings up the the, the shine. I'd like yeah. that. I'd quite like to see it. People getting a bit more artistic with Nomex in the racing is circles. Is this not? This is not a sequence in the movie Sing. Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. No, what happens it's very in good. Sing? Well, there's a koala bear, which um, he 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 runs a theatre, which is in trouble. Of course, he does. and he's financially he's he's financially in peril, and he has to go back to his what I think is implied is his old job, which is that he. He gets someone to throw a bucket of water over him and then a load of soap and then he just rubs himself around people's cars to clean them. What, a koala? Yeah. Okay. And and then his mate, who's a sheep, joins in and the sheep dries while the koala washes. Of course, it's a lamb's wool mitt, isn't it, the sheep? Yeah, it's yeah. Very, but with a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But in a way, it's sort of a very dynamic lamb's wool mitt because it can kind of, you know, sort of self, self-guiding... Drying uh, system. I don't know. I mean, it is a, it is an animation. To be clear, it's not a documentary not or anything. No, koalas can't run theatres. I. <laughs> you just got me thinking about people sending in pictures of Mitsubishi jet tiles. I did actually take a picture a couple of weeks ago of um, a really awful Dyson uh, hand cleaner, uh, the cleaner uh, dryer, 
just yep. to reinforce the fact that I, I it it just doesn't quite solve the problem because it, there was a huge slick of water all down the wall and then a pool of water down below just waiting for someone to fall <laughs> over and break break their legs or hips and I took a photo and as, as I was taking the picture there was nobody else in the gents toilet but I did worry that mm. someone would burst through the door because some people come yeah. some people enter gents toilets quite aggressively don't they like a they saloon do, don't door. they yeah and i was worried that i'd have a camera there and they'd think i was a nonce or something like that i'm going to use the term <laughs> knock. <laughs> i think no i think i mean what would you think if you saw someone got their camera out? i think my first thought would be they're taking a picture of themselves like doing a mirror selfie depending uh, yeah. on how old they were yeah that's I, true that would be my first thought my second thought is they're doing a, a knob pick what in the like where your hand where the hand basins are? What? Well, <laughs> people do things, don't they? I mean, I'm, you know, people I'm are crooked. People are so crooked. Mm. What an awful well, idea! That, there's that thing, isn't it, that says if you can imagine it, someone's done it. There's well, a, an old an old saying, but yeah. which is I don't know because I can imagine somebody like throwing gravy over Burt Reynolds, and I don't ever think that happened. So what? it's not entirely true. But love to have met Burt Reynolds. I think he would have been. Are you going to say you'd love to have thrown gravy? No, I would not like to have thrown gravy over anybody that I like. Really disrespectful. No, really disrespectful. No, it's not my thing, really. Um, Gravy throwing. Um, No. Oh, I know. I was going to say it last podcast, but I restrained Mm. myself because I realised I I might ruin the moment um, of the video that goes out on my channel, the the Late Break Show YouTube channel that coincides with this cast is a Metro 6R4 Te- yes. dri- driving one on the road for the first time and meeting a guy that owns one and yeah uh, dri- and it was so much fun Hey it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith co-star of my upcoming film If only in theaters May 17th Do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I can't remember how I've segued into this. It's just suddenly popped into my head. I think it was because... Someone threw gravy over you? Someone threw... It it kind of felt like that because it's a very, very sweaty, hot... Yes. Slightly nauseous place, the cabin of a 6R4. I I hadn't anticipated on the loudness. He had emailed me beforehand, a chap called Dan, who owns the uh, 6R4, and he said, listen, it's... I've got a kind of like helicopter pilot headsets in it, you know, comms, because oh. it's incredibly loud. And we were like, well, what's loud? And he went, well, you know, when you're on it a bit, it's about 90 dB. I went, what? Is it? He went, yeah, because, you know, the sort of front of the engine is about 12 inches away from um, the yeah. back of the seat. And all that's dividing you is a thin, <laughs> wobbly piece of plexiglass. And you're like, yeah. really? Oh, bugger. I sort of, for some reason, had underestimated the intensity of the experience. Um, Is it what spec was this six R four? Was it Clubman? Well, it's like a lot of them. It's led a peppered life. This one started as a Clubman, and then got used in rally. Um, it got bought by Autoplas, who make plastic accessories for cars like the rear window louver off of the 80s and the 70s and they campaigned it and I think it was so it was modified from Clubman spec to do a bit of that yeah and then it went into quite a long string of private privateer rallying and stuff so but actually it's been 
the previous owner blew the original engine up, so it's now has a it now has a a Ford Jag three liter V six in it. Um, which I is it called the AJ thirty? I actually can't remember what it's called. Oh yes, or is possibly. it a is it, or is it classed as a three liter Duratec? Duratec. Well, I think Jag sort of just gave it a name, didn't they? But it is a three liter uh, Duratec, isn't it? Same as the, well, the, the Jaguar would probably go. Uh, actually, we made some changes, but yeah. Um, what do they call it? I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't. But yes. that motor. So really, so it hasn't got the original six R four. Hasn't got the original engine. motor in it because, and he reeled off some incredible stats to me about how expensive six R fours are to live with with the original powertrain, oh. and it was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. So. I mean, it still had the original diffs. They need rebuilding every 500 miles. So I, I sort of I chuckled about that, thinking 500 miles is like like nothing, is it? I mean, it's not even like one rally. Do you have to service the mid-rally? And he said, actually, miles? Yeah, he Bloody said they did hell. actually used to switch them in rallies, you, you know, like run them on a bit of a circulation. He said they'd replace them before 500 miles because they knew they might get into trouble. So the engine needs rebuilding every 1,000 miles. The original, um, it's what's it called? The V six four V or the yeah yeah that that it needs rebuilding every thousand miles. Well, this has really ruined my plans to buy a six R four. Well, quite. Driver, well, quite. That's going quite. to be a nuisance, isn't it? Yeah, and do you not want to know how much the engine rebuild costs on an original oh, one? I'm going to say ten grand. Twenty five. Oh, so. And he said, "Well, fifteen grand out." And so he said, "Like he said, like if you want, if I wanted to put the original engine back in, it would be it's fifty grand to find another one. Bloody so it's hell. fifty grand to find the engine, twenty five to rebuild it every thousand miles, diff rebuilds every five hundred miles." She so said, "Oh, and it's got a fifty liter fuel tank, and it's a pound. Uh, sorry, it it does a it does a a, a, a liter a mile." What? So we went out for a ten mile blast, and we used ten liters of fuel. It might have been even more than that because we did a naught to sixty blast. And I was, I was just, I, I walked away in, in just disbelief of how hungry slash thirsty the six R four is. It's an absolute like cookie monster of a car. It just wants to Hang devour on. everything. So it does a liter a mile. A liter a mile. So that's. Less than five miles per gallon, then something like that. Yes. Bloody hell. Yeah, I was like that too. But that's with the Jag engine. He says it. Um, he says the Jag engine. I think is slightly better, but it's not. I mean, he's had it tuned up. It's it's just a smidge under four hundred horsepower. But then the originals, I think, in international twin were four hundred horses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's bonkers. Just bonkers. So he said the Jag engine is the same power, but it's um, it's three grand for a full rebuild, and that has to be done every three thousand miles. So a very big difference in cost. Mm. And on that wow. basis, he's in, and he'll let me drive yeah. it. I had to insure it for over two hundred grand car now. Yeah, because there's so yeah, yeah. few of them left. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. And probably it's, probably one with its original engine, and that's got some. It's like one of the X Works cars there. Where are they now? Probably like half a million or something. Perhaps they're, they're, if they ever come up, which I don't know if they do. They pr- but. probably are. But you have to drive on with a self-adhesive moustache, Tony Pond moustache on. <laughs> Otherwise, it doesn't quite feel right. <laughs> so I drove an RS200, which I think I mentioned last time. And that was incredible. But I don't know any of the stats about engine rebuilds and diffs and things like that. I drove Ford's heritage car, Thoughts. which... A fold, <laughs> which I couldn't help noticing because they're all white, or they were originally all white. Folds, I'm back into a RS200 fucking folds. He's on stage three and all that. The cams. One of the things I remember about the RS200 is that you you had to be very very careful. It certainly couldn't you couldn't do your triple floor mat thing in an RS200 because you needed a lot of revs to get away from standstill, and if you had any lock on at all, you needed even more revs because otherwise there's so much sort of wind up in the transmission, so much resistance. And because it's it full just, time four wheel drive, it's not letting go yeah, at all. And there's none of your sort of you know torsion diffs and yeah. 
your little clutchy things that are now, make four-wheel drive road cars now really sort of civilised. This is yeah. like proper mechanical, raw... Clickety-clack. Yeah. Right, what, you pull it away from a junction with a little bit of lock on? You swear. <laughs> I'm going to stall. I'm, I'm going to stall you. on you. You wait. You're I'm going to look like you. a right old muppet. You're going so, to you're gonna have to step it off the clutch and hope that it doesn't understeer through a neighbour's wall. That's what yeah. you're going to have to do. <laughs> hope that it bites well, it. and goes round a bit. Did you also find with the Metro, the more that you absolutely whacked it, the more that it just was brilliant yeah. you have to drive it incredibly hard yeah and if you I pussyfoot it it doesn't feel good and it doesn't really work no absolutely and the owner Dan who was an absolute gent he said to I said to I said what what's the what's the what's the trick here like what what what's your pearls of wisdom for a 6R4 metro you know a group B road legal group B car and he went metro so short wheelbase you have to commit to a corner. At, you have to go into a corner committed in the way you've committed, and you cannot deviate. So if the corner changes or you realise you're going too fast, it's sort of too late. He said you oh. you can't you can't adjust what you're doing mid corner because it will just turn on you so fast because it's so short, yeah. um, and the way it's proportioned. So he says you've just got to look down the road and go this corner's this gear, this amount of throttle, and you just stay at it. And if the corner tightens, you try and tighten, but that's kind of it. That's the only way you can do it. And like he said, it was like like you just said, it's for, full time four wheel drive, so you can't like diddle it on the handbreaker or anything. It's you've got <laughs> to just sort of like drop kick it into a corner. Yeah. And um, it, it is a stark reminder. I mean, I drove it on a normal road, right? I didn't do more than seventy in it. And all I kept coming back to is thinking, what must this have felt like at 130, 140 on gravel? Mm. Oh, my God, yeah. With, with, I don't know, with a, with a crash helmet on that feels like it's been made out of Amazon packaging, parcel packaging. And, and, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just tinfoil. Yeah. just wrapped some tinfoil around my head. And a race yeah, suit that just weight, looks like a... It's saving, mate. Exactly. And a race yeah. suit that just looks like decorators overalls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, like Ghostbusters fancy dress outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and you're in this thing that's in a haze. It's so honestly, the whole inside smells so flammable. But it was very yeah. exciting. When I drove the RS200, I was wearing a new T-shirt. Like I just it's the first time I'd worn it. It was a green T-shirt. And when I took it off that night, when I got home, I'd sweated so much in a new t-shirt that some of the dye had come out and my torso <laughs> was so sort of slightly green in places like a crap hulk I just i'd sweated and sweated it was so hot and intense in that in that fold and i imagine the metro is the same that's the old that is the ultimate fold so isn't it in some ways it's homologation bloody folds. great yeah. so good so good. Somebody put a picture on Twitter last week. Uh, they just spotted one. I think they copied you in as well. They just spotted an RS200 in a car park at their work, I think. Oh, I did see and, that. Yeah. Well, there's only 200 of them, supposedly, although there aren't. Fun. It's all a bit contentious, as it always is with these Group B cars. But um, I looked this up because you could look it up from the reg. And there's so few of them. They're generally sort of known as a site called rs200.org, which just records as much as they can where every RS200 is and what spec it is. And, and this turns out to be one of the so-called RS200 plus cars, which is cars that were built from spares after the event. And this one was built by the, I can't remember the name, Mike, some other guy who ran the rally team. Um, so it's that would you still would you still call it an official RS two hundred? You would, wouldn't you? You would, but they're slightly less valuable. And this guy uh, piped up on RS two hundred org's forum where someone went a few years ago went this car's up for sale or it's just been sold. And this guy piped up and went, "Hi, I bought it," and uh, and he said, and this was about twenty fifteen. He said, "I know that it's not as valuable as a legit." factory made or reliant made as they were weirdly but but it's it's not doesn't have that provenance but it is built from the right parts in the right way by people who knew that car inside out but they're still just sort of slightly less valuable so because of that i feel like i'm not going to be a a complete sort of you know i'm not going to be precious about it no so and i'm going to try and use it 
And then sure enough, fast forward seven years and somebody just clocked it in their work car park. And then somebody else piped up and said, oh, I saw it in a petrol station. And I saw it here. And that's... So it seems like this guy just uses it, which... Which is fabulous. Um, it's fantastic. It's absolutely yeah. fabulous because you just get a chance to see these things. And that's why I felt like in the metro, driving through all these villages, and it was a really warm, sunny, British summer day. And we were in this stupid car. It's just a ridiculous thing. And every time we got out of it and looked at it with all of its crooked proportions, its Group B... It's like all all the cool Group B cars, they just look like somebody's intentionally just pissed around with all the um, proportions to make them look awkward. Because yeah. none of them exactly <laughs> flow, do they? You wouldn't call them... They're, like, they're not design masterpieces in terms of that. They're engineering masterpieces. They're not... Yeah. I don't think any of them are, are, are gorgeous. But no, it's great. I don't know. Or I find they? the the metro is just brilliantly like, oh, I'm ugly. Deal yeah. with it. It's, it's like the gruffalo of cars, isn't it? It's mm. just like yeah, no. He's got he's got horrible spoilers coming out of his roof. But he's got the, an underbite. That's that that front bumper that's it has a sort got of, an underbite. It's got an underbite. It's a come and have a go. It's like have it, have oh, it. Would, come on. Probably be a brummy though, wouldn't it? I Going can come on. Birmingham. Oh, of course it's right. Oh, I fucking mess with me. He's like. a fighty brummy. Um, and but I find the RS two hundred has a sort of a, a kind of it's not pretty but it's kind of fugly two hundred five T sixteen and the Delta S four in their road going versions actually yeah I mean the the, the two hundred five looks a bit like it from a distance you might mistake it for a a GTI with one of those dimmer dimmer kits dimmer dimmer kits yeah the yeah. what was it oh, well I suppose Sport Quattro Sport Quattro is. A bit weird, isn't it? It's like a Audi Quattro. All the, <laughs> right. the whole Sport Quattro oh. thing's hilarious when you think about it because it's four. It's worth four times, five times more than the normal one, but doesn't look anywhere near as well proportioned or handsome. So actually, no. you're buying it because it's rare and it's got more. I know it's got more power and it's it's there's less of them, etc. But it is an ugly thing. Yeah, no, it's it's looks like. Yeah, it's just silly, silly wheelbase. The one that looks really mutated, that like, they've just messed with it, is the, the the lesser spotted Citroen BX4TC. Yeah. Where it's like the front overhang is the same length as the rest of the car. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realise the, the guy who owns the 6R4, because I said, is this the shortest Group B car ever? And he said, oh, it might be. He said, although they did do, that was very short-lived, a Talbot Samba. And I didn't know. I, I, I'm i still not sure. If any listeners know, I, I've never known of a Talbot Samba Group B car. Maybe you have. But, no. But maybe it was one no, of these one's attempts that lasted about one weekend. <laughs> and then they just went, no, this yeah. is either too lethal or just silly. Can it now? I think they had a thought. And I think there were like Group, what would have been then, Group N. Or Group mm. A Sambas. They were going to do a Horizon Group B car, oh with, my gosh, um, which Lotus were getting involved in, and they did build, and there still exists at least one of the prototypes. And then, but it was a bit cack, I think, by all accounts. But some of the work that went into it, mid-engine four-wheel drive, but just Folks. they couldn't quite get it working. But a lot of the work they did on it fed into the two hundred five T sixteen, so it wasn't in vain. Ah, um, right, right, right. So, but okay. yeah, around that time, because also Peugeot, Citroen, Talbot Group, they've got a lot of. They all just it wasn't. They weren't that long merged. No, because Citroen only merged with Peugeot in the mid seventies, and then and then they bought Chrysler slash Talbot in yeah. the late seventies, and it was like yeah, they um they just got so much. They've got so many different competition departments and just things too, going on. It was probably a bit of a nightmare trying just to just too many badges, tonight. too many badges. Too many badges, which, uh, I mean, well, of course, but then now they're part of Stellantis, and uh, it's too many badges. Can you imagine the groupies plus. you'd have at a rally if with the Stellantis crew, though? I mean, that would bring <laughs> that bring a whole new demographic to a sort of like a wintry, windswept valley of, of, of a stage <laughs> rally. Hot pants you'd have girls in and the furry, those in vests. Girls in the hot pants and those sort of furry boots, which I don't know, yeah. they, they were of their time. I quite like them. And maybe glow sticks, that kind of stuff. 
and the guys all look like Guru Josh with like I don't know glittery pretend saxophones that, that don't really yeah, play anything. The leather waistcoat with nothing underneath. Leather waistcoat, nothing underneath. And then you and realise he's the works beard. And... He's the works rally driver. He turns up. You yeah. think he's a backing dancer? No, no, no. That bastard's in the car. He's, he, he... I still don't understand how they got an exemption to not have to put. You can have bare arms and shoulders <laughs> in the car. No Nomex, just a Nomex waistcoat. It's the Stellantis way. <laughs> yeah, if someone at Stellantis in the marketing department with a bit of clout has got a sense of humour, they just send all of the companies they own rallying at once. <laughs> I'd love that. Happens. I'd love that. It's Some kind of battle royale. Maybe it's a whole Stellantis rally series. It stands outside of any other rally championship. It's just Stellantis. Alfa Romeo versus Citroen versus Ram versus... Versus Ram. Versus Ram versus Fiat 500e rally yeah, car for yeah. some reason. Citroen. Oh, it'd be amazing. Gosh, that's a busy... There's another... That's, busy, that's a busy... Busy. Oh, that's the thing. That, that it wouldn't fit into the World Rally Championship because that would... That would there would be too many companies. No, Stellantis has chosen an alternative place to hold it, which would be either Coachella or Burning Man. <laughs> and they're gonna do it. Or Ibiza. Maybe they just circumnavigate Ibiza with just loads of really leery face paints and I don't know, those rave whistles. And then Yeah. And yeah, that, I quite like that. And even everyone's mm. so engrossed in the party atmosphere that nobody's actually set any timing equipment up, so nobody knows who really won. <laughs> 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 they, but they all look really fast. So hey, let's just celebrate the fact that everyone's really good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> everyone's just there for a good time. Yeah, the, 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 it's, it's so. The, the one time Vauxhall Opel just turn up with a, with a Manta. Yeah, they do because they no were one, like, well, and there's such good vibes. No one, no one objects. They're just like, hey, that's cool. Yeah, retro. Yeah, cool. Yeah, ah, that's for really sure. Cool. Yeah, it's good for sure. So um, I'd love that. Yeah. Can there we you go? Can we go to that event for free? Yeah, so we love you, Stellantis. You've got you've got it going on. Can we just say that? I think as far as it have as they f- though? Have they? I don't know. Well, we've, they've got almost everything going on. They're the sort of like well, uh, TK Maxx of the car world. <laughs> <laughs> Law of averages, there must be something going on because they they own 112 companies. So it's, yeah, it's just, it has to, it's going on. There's a lot there. going on. It's, it's a, yeah, there's a lot. Are they going to win? Is the new Astra the- out yet? I don't even know. <laughs> I feel like it. We, we talked about it about a year ago, but I feel... Is it on sale? I, I don't think it is. And if so, how come I haven't seen any? No, I don't think it is. Because you would have seen it. But I might be wrong. And all that. It's very... It's... Mm, yeah. I think Stellantis needs to sell more merchandise. That's all I'm saying. Funny enough, when I was leaving, I don't want to harp on about... Um, Garden centres. Maybe I do. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like I feel like we've do. wasted this podcast talking about Group B cars where we could have been really deep diving on garden centres. If you say it quickly, leaving, it sounds like group, groupy cars, not Group B. Group, it's groupy. groupy. So is there a is there a conflict there? You're either into Group B or it's a groupy car. Groupy. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. What you're anyway, I was leaving the garden centre and I saw someone in a Vauxhall Mocha, uh, but it had got. I presume this is something you can order. Um, it was, a giant it was inflatable penis gray. instead of an aerial? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Space hoppers for wheels. <laughs> Quite unusual. Uh, no, it was it was dark grey, I think, but it had like orange accents all over it, including a think on the wheels. And, I, and it was in a space and I could see the reverse lights came on just as I was approaching. And I thought, that's the kind of car where I feel like it's driven by someone who thinks they're a bit zany yes. and they're probably not very good at driving. Yes. So I sort of backed off. I, 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 you, you know your spidey sense tingles. And oh, hell yeah. Certain cars you'd go, they're on it. They know what they're doing. They're not just going to reverse into me. And some cars you go, I think they might be a fuckwit. I'm going to give them a wide berth just to be on the safe side. And that was definitely one of those. It's like, you just went, why, why did you go into the Vauxhall garage? And that's what you went. You went, hmm, orange accents on the wheels. Zany. Yes, yes. I was going to say, yeah, it's it's zany. it's just zany. Some kind of sort of it's the kind of car Sue Pollard would drive. <laughs> I think half of the listeners won't know who she yes. is. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to think of a modern well, version of. I'm going to put. I'll put. I'll put some some notes about it in the 
Patreon show notes, and then if you don't know, you can you can find out. See, Pollard. Which I'm. I swear, probably not. Uh, reminding me of Stellantis products. I swear. I got overtaken on the way back from Wales um, in a... Well, I did, by a Fiat 500, but I think it was driven by Gemma Collins. The G- The JC. Yeah, I'm, GC. I, I'm absolutely certain. It looked just like her. If it wasn't her, it was somebody trying to look like Gemma Collins, which it, I guess it's possible, isn't it? I guess so, mm. yeah. Mm. I mean... And it was... I, yeah. I was a little bit taken aback. Not mm. enough to give chase or anything. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, what do you do in that situation? To not give well, chase, it just—it's just—it's a long journey on your own, so it just adds a bit of ammunition to the the, the, the thought process of like, oh my gosh, yeah, was that actually the JC um, who always talks about herself in the third? <laughs> she talks about herself in the third voice, a bit like the Queen. Uh, bringing it back to the Queen. Does the Queen? I don't think the Queen talks about herself in the third person. Actually, she, she probably doesn't. I think it's... It, well, I suppose one, in a way. Yeah, one, one might... One, one doesn't like that. One. Does, one, one does she say that, One exhausting weekend. I don't think she no. says it in a casual setting. No. I don't think she's got... Charles, where's the TV remote? One's getting very pissed off with you leaving uh, it over there. No, not at all. That that That's... But an, then... Would she say I'm? I don't um, know. Maybe she just cuts the sen. She clips the sentences much shorter. Mm. So she just cuts out that sort of complication. Just points at stuff and says, "I want that." Did you see or, the other day at the start of the Jub- Jubilee celebrations? They flew seventy planes over Buckingham Palace. Was it seventy? Yeah, because it's seventy years. Bloody and hell! I, I you know I wish I could have seen that because that's quite cool if you like that's, planes. That's but I quite cool. like planes. There's no evidence that Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II is a plane enthusiast as such. I bet and she I do hates wonder whether planes. She's, yeah, well, I don't know. I just I just feel like she might be like a lot of people where she kind of goes, yeah, they're right. But but then she's got to stand there, and they're not coming over all in one go, are they? They're sort of. Uh, there's some planes and there's a bit of pause and there's some more planes and she's got to stand there and go oh look some more planes and I bet out the side of her mouth she's going to like Charles and we're going how many more fucking planes before I can go inside and have a sherry <laughs> I, I think she know. would Maybe have much preferred planes. 70 hours in a garden centre on her own like yes. a lock-in like a lock-in garden centre lock-in what an amazing idea it be well, now, this is what I was going to say about the garden centre that intrigues me, and it intrigued me about the one I was at the other day, is that, that if you went on Dragon's Den yeah. and said, I've got an idea for a new shop, we're going to sell plants, and we're going to sell plant pots, and we're going to sell potting compost, we're going to sell hanging baskets, and we're going to sell uh, lawn care products, and we're going to sell secateurs and things like that. And you go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, pretend and we're going to sell greetings cards. Yeah. What? Sorry, you're going to sell sell all the things for your garden and you're also going to sell greetings cards. Yes, and uh, a small selection of books and we might also sell some shirts. What in the world? Business model is too diffuse. It's too diffuse. No one's going to go there. No. Just concentrate on one thing. Is your clothes shop, your card shop, your bookshop? No, you can't do anything. No, I can, honestly, because I'm going to call it a garden centre. Yeah. No, I'm out. I'm out. And it's, but this is the business model that garden centres have carried it's, on with for what? Like 40 years? Probably more. Oh, quite a long time. Quite a long time. And they go, no, sorry, Duncan, before you go out, let me tell you. Here, I've got a jar. Have a whiff of that. Oh, 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 it's got a nice smell. Yeah, well, the whole place is going to smell like that. Right, I'm in. I'm going to give you £50 million for 2% of your business. Well, like just that. on the basis of the smell that's a little bit like the, pet food, a little bit like sawdust, a little bit like old women's uh, lavender. I nearly said aftershave, but you know what I mean. Perfume. <laughs> and I had never thought about it. The smell of a garden centre might actually, part of it might be made up of the clientele. Of course. Of course huh. it is. I mean, how many Honda Jazzes are in the car park? I mean, I bet, oh, I bet, just, I bet there's it's written on the floor. You know, like where it says disabled parking, family parking, electric car parking. It'll just say Honda <laughs> Jazz, Jazz parking, <laughs> and, and there'll be loads of them, just scores of them. And then I followed when I went the other day. I followed a roomster 
into the car park. Oh, I see a lot of roomsters, do you? No, it's got a high roof, that one, isn't it? It's a high it forehead a high of a car. That one and the, and the... Is it the Yaris Verso? You don't see many of yeah. those. That's got a no. very high forehead <laughs> of, of a vehicle. A very high forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? There was a whole series of, of the, the sort of strangely high cars. Very T-fell, yeah. T-fell cars. Lots Suzuki of Wagon yeah. R, the original Wagon R. That was a good one. Um yeah, I quite weirdly because they've all gone now. I sort of miss them because they're so gawky. <laughs> I kind of, yeah. I chuckle. I did see, <laughs> you did see a Yaris. I think they live on. The big forehead car lives on in Japan. There's quite a lot of JDM forehead cars. I think maybe this is this will be this week's listener for, thought exercise. Is what's the most foreheady car you've ever seen? Forehead spec. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Very narrow, but tall. That's yes. what we want. Top hat car. But slap heady as well. Slap head car. Well, anyway, we'll leave you with that. And we will now bring this gently to a rest in one of the jazz spaces in a garden centre. Yeah, but, make sure you pick a CD out of the basket near the till. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, that's of course, yes. It's a, a compilation, an off-brand Elvis compilation. No, no, no. no Why is that related to hanging baskets? It doesn't, no, Duncan. That, that's the point. That and some um, carrot seeds while you're there. Yeah. <laughs> crisps. They had loads of crisps, big bags of crisps in this one I went what to. What do you mean day. loads of crisps? Loads of crisps, just big bags of crisps. I think some kind of local crispery, but but like just massive bags of crisps just around the place. That's just like, to okay. encourage diabetes. Yeah. That's totally that totally makes sense. I'll go and buy some geraniums. And, oh yeah, actually I do need some crisps, don't I? And a and a, a one of those sort of very female skewing novels with a very pastely cover. Oh yeah, I'll I know the one. Those. Yeah, they loads of those. It was called Chardonnay Afternoons or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, another one. No, no, I don't care about the smell. Your business model is bollocks. Um, <laughs> right. Anyway, got to we end bought this, a kneel pad and go, some Crocs. You're actually recording this podcast <laughs> with a kneeling pad strapped to your knees. <laughs> been, um, we've been kneeling down in a pair of very durable trousers with pockets. I love those. Yeah, I love mm. those those workwear trousers. I love them. Yeah. They're great. You can wear them when you open your valeting business underneath your um, crocodile onesie. That's a fantastic idea. I'm going to do that. Crocodile right. onesie. <laughs> crocodile onesie. Maybe that's what he's doing now. He's probably running a successful detailing company. Whilst wearing or a, a successful garden centre, or a successful, I could see him running a garden centre. No. He looks like he smells like a garden centre a little bit, sort of like, but it smells of wet, wet leather and garden centres. <laughs> anyway, uh, before we go, I've got three things to tell you. Uh, they are one: Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called the Break Plates Show, uh, in which Johnny goes around smashing crockery. This week, he's at a Greek wedding. Oh. Uh, if you don't like that, there's the Late Break Show, in which he looks at cars and has a review of a Metro 6R4, which I haven't watched yet, but I bloody well will when we finish this, because I can't wait. Um, second thing I've got to tell you is we have merch. We do. And we have Father's Day merchandise. We have cards. We have a couple of different Father's Day cards. We have bundles. Uh, bundles. 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 <laughs> wrap the cards up with uh, some of our other merch uh, mugs yeah t-shirts all that kind of stuff I've, and every order comes with a bottle of brew absolutely it does to the point where my wife said to me she said I've never been so deep in aftershave in all my life it's <laughs> it's all over she's been picking and packing furiously uh, but where we do have some Father's Day bundles and all that that might be so, still be free and that yeah, but get in there fast because Father's Day uh, is, in fact, this week. Uh, oh no, it's not. It's next week, is it? It's the nineteenth. Sorry, nineteenth. Uh, yeah, nineteenth. So don't be too much of a man so, and leave it too late. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, this is sort of predicated on your dad also listening to this podcast, but empirical evidence and messages we've had suggest that some people do indeed listen to this podcast and then discuss it with their own fathers, which I think is. Very nice in itself. Uh, so uh, treat your, your old dad. Be nice to him. Uh, give him some merchandise from this show. And, 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 and yeah, and, and share it on social media. If, you, nice? if you've made sure yeah. that your dad is soaking his neck in brute this, this Father's Day. Yeah, 
Mm. Take a picture and celebrate that. Maybe take a little yeah. picture of it on the bonnet of his vehicle. Let's let's just say it's a Capri three litre, just for old times' sake. I'd like to see that. I think our ideas of what dads get up to these days are slightly out of date. I think it's extremely out of date. But it's all said anyway. with a satirical edge. Isn't it? On that side. All right, the things. third thing I've got to tell you is that the youngest member of the Friends cast was Matthew Perry. He was the youngest? Yeah. Gosh, interesting. I think he probably looks the oldest now. He does now, doesn't he? Well, yeah. It's a it's a hard one to call. I, he looks like he's had some trials in his life, which I think he has. Mm-hmm. Um, and Matt LeBlanc just looks like a man in his fifties who's earned a load of money and likes to sit on his ranch drinking wine. Yes, <laughs> I think Matt LeBlanc is a big Absolutely fan fair of play. Yeah, red meat and like yeah, yes, sugary drinks. He's yeah, got one of those barbecues that's like gas burners up the yin-yang but it's also about as long as an aircraft carrier <laughs> and he's just throwing meat on it all day long oh yeah and drinking a really really hearty Zinfandel oh and, uh, yeah. he's happy as anything he is and fair play uh, apparently he's then, a nice uh, bloke yes he is I've heard that from several sources that he's he's a good bloke mm. uh, so yeah and then David Schwimmer just looks the same as he's always looked for about 30 years. It's somehow, true. I think. True. Fair play. All right, well. Well, I never thought we'd end this podcast um, on uh, analysing the look of the Friends cast. The look of the men, from, uh, <laughs> the men from Friends. Uh, next week, maybe we'll move on to, um, what are they called? I the can't women. remember the real names. Rachel, Monica, and, and the other one, Phoebe. Let's just talk uh, about Jennifer Aniston for the whole of the next episode of this podcast. I, I, find, that, I find that easy to do. But not creepy Jeff in any way. No, so no. Um, on that side of things, I'm going to say thanks for listening and give us a, a star rating if you're listening to this on one of those platforms where they want you to do that. And then uh, like and share and f- comment and like and share. And, and also like with shares. Not with share like the female singer. You could like it with share. Just, just say bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, I love you. You hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you first. Oh, you hang up. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.